0: What's cracking, Big dogs. Welcome bike to the channel. Welcome bike to the headquarters. Wednesday, hump day, trade target video day. Talking about guys to sell, talking about guys to buy right now based on previous performances, injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Rankings for this week will be out tomorrow, precisely Thursday, noon Eastern time, okay? You can get those on bdge.store forward slash community. Let's build up this community. Let's become a community together by tucking our shirts in. By ceasing to yell and (laughs) eating. First guy on this list, this week is going to be nauseating when it comes to Saquon Barkley. It, it's so chalky at this point that I almost feel like Saquon is is guaranteed to fail this week against the Atlanta Falcons. So we knew Saquon coming into the year was not going to be at 100% to start the year. He's got the first week matchup, doesn't do shit. Second week matchup against Washington, again, sub 10 points and half PPR. So if you use the first round pick on him, you could say that you're not disappointed because you knew what you were getting, but you're still fucking disappointed question becomes what do we do going forward Saquon is this this specimen this alien at the running back position like we've never seen and I tweeted something out that got a lot of people big mad and I said going into the year what does Saquon actually have going for him right like people the, the arguments that people typically make for Saquon outside of athleticism like that's the thing he has going for him right because if you look at it objectively any other running back in this situation probably outside of Christian McCaffrey you would say he's an auto avoid horrible offensive line, bad offense, mobile quarterback who doesn't dump off as much, all these things. And we're seeing that come to fruition. The big teller though, the big teller here for why you're looking to acquire a guy like Saquon now is the play time from week one to week two week one. I mean, I was surprised he ended up suiting up. I was surprised he ended up playing. He played on 48% of the snaps week two, flip it. All right? flexible do some stretches and flip the fucking numbers 48 percent up to 84 percent of the snaps for Saquon Barkley in week two 52 snaps 13 attempts 24 routes run for Saquon in week two all right and now he's got 10 days rest coming off of that Thursday night game to get his knee more adequated as you could see the COVID still taking a toll on my brain the knee's going to be a lot stronger against Atlanta than it was against Washington after an extra 10 days of rest. Atlanta is the absolute antidote when it comes to fantasy badness, okay? We're gonna flip things around here, and Saquon's probably gonna go the fuck off in week three. And from there on, it's open season for Saquon. You're probably gonna have the Saquon that you drafted him for, which, again, I want to be very vocal about this, is not a top three, top two fantasy asset. He's still in an awful situation, okay? He's still running behind a terrible offensive line. So when I say you're buying Saquon, you're buying him from owners that are worried that this is just what you're getting. You're buying him from owners that have seen the first two games and are worried long-term about his knee. The knee is going to be fine. The situation bears some some of this, all right? Some of this. So while I will say he's a good buy-low candidate, I'm probably not as sold on buying Saquon as a lot of people in the industry are going to make it out to be, okay? Still behind a really bad offensive line, still not getting a lot of dump-offs, still a bad offense, But this week should be an absolute blow up spot. So if you're ever here, here's the here's the ending line. If you're ever going to buy Saquon right now is the time to do it because the price is going to be fucking crypto punk after week three against the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so we're buying Saquon. We're also buying the fucking Bash Brothers out there from Ole Miss and A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. Okay, Brown is out here having just uncharacteristic drops. His family knows it. Everybody knows it. You remember last year, A.J. Brown started off week one, five for 39, missed weeks two, three, and four, came by and dropped eight touchdowns in his next eight games. Always remember what A.J. Brown is capable of doing, okay? If you're just looking at the box score, Ryan Tannehill, zero touchdowns again. Tannehill's numbers are gonna get back to normal. A.J. Brown's numbers are gonna get back to normal. Julio's there and Julio's very good, but A.J. Brown has seen over 34% of the team's air yards. So he's got over a 34% air yard share. He has a higher air yard share, and a higher target share right now than Julio does. These numbers are going to even themselves out, and this is going to be basically what I said all summer. It's a target funnel to these two. There's nobody else getting targets out there in Tennessee. Eventually, things will even themselves out. This this offense, I mean, this defense is, is, is grotesque, okay? So they're going to continue to have to throw the ball a lot. I mean, obviously, they're going to run the ball a lot because it's Derek fucking Henry. But when they do throw the ball, it's going to be these two guys. If A.J. Brown decides to catch a ball or two every now and then, His numbers will be pretty fucking good. So I'm not worried at all about A.J. Brown. If you can get him on the discount, go do it. Same thing with the D.K. Metcalf to Tyler Lockett. He's simply too good. And just don't think too hard about this one. D.K. Metcalf is too good. And he's playing with Russell Wilson. And I'm all in on that. Okay, so if you could do something like, you know, if, if you could actually buy them for the low, throw out like a Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, coming off of two big games, Jamar Chase plus like a James Robinson or something like that. Now, maybe James Robinson is in such a, terrible position that you don't actually want to move or that no one's going to buy him but you get the gist a guy two guys a couple wide receivers coming off of two big games plus a running back that was supposed to have some hype coming into the year flip them for guys like DK Metcalf AJ Brown because these dudes are the ones that really move the needle when they hit their ceilings okay so you're buying the bash brothers you're buying Barkley we're talking about selling I would actually I'll go back to that And I know a lot of you guys are going to disagree with this just based on recency bias. I would flip Mike Evans for both of those guys right now for sure. I flip Mike Evans coming off the two-touchdown game for Metcalf and or A.J. Brown, either of them. That's something I would personally do if I owned Mike Evans in a redraft, which I do not. That team is just going to see so many different target combinations throughout the year that you're never going to know who's going to have the ceiling game there in Tampa Bay. Speaking of that, one of my sell candidates is actually Rob Gronkowski right now. He's playing like the old Gronk. But that's going to happen when you start your season off with Dallas and Atlanta. Right now, Rob Gronkowski is the tight end one in standard scoring and the tight end two in half PPR scoring, okay? But the schedule for this passing off... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Offense is going to get much more difficult over the next five weeks. Right, We're not getting layups. We're not getting pillow soft matchups like we've seen the first two weeks. Atlanta and Dallas. All right, It's at L.A. At New England, which, honestly, Brady and Gronk, Gronk might have a 92% target share in that game just for the fuck of it. Miami at Philly, Chicago. So five much tougher matchups in a row than they've gotten in the first two games. So I expect the numbers overall to dip a little bit per time. I mean, obviously, right? He's not going to score 47 touchdowns. They also have not been scoring any rushing touchdowns. That's eventually going to flip. And obviously, that has a lot to do with the personnel in Tampa Bay when you have just amazing passing options. A lot of your touchdowns are going to go to your passing options. But it can't be a zero to 10 touchdown ratio rushing to passing. Okay, so sometimes within the 10 yard line, they're gonna run the ball and they're gonna score touchdowns. That's gonna end up swinging soon. Gronk has scored four touchdowns already, two games, but his 16% target share at the tight end position ranks outside of the top 10. His yards per route run, 2.15, also ranks outside of the top 10. His yards per reception ranks 17th among tight ends. All right, obviously, he's a monster, monster weapon inside the red zone, and that's where he's making his money. But when he's sitting at tight end one, tight end two right now in different scoring formats, like it's probably time to sell if you can get prices like that. Of course, you don't want to just sell for nothing because it's nice to have a tight end in fantasy that actually produces. But if you could flip him into something sexy, considering you probably draft him as your tight end two uh, or pick him up off waivers, I, I think his production is going to start slowly dipping off as the season progresses. You got to remember, like they're going to they're gonna eventually start to save Gronk for the home stretch. It's a longer season. He's an older dude. They're going to run a bike go deep into the playoffs, and they need to save Mr. Gronk to make sure he's a big part of this offense. So you're going to start to see guys like Cameron Brait and OJ Howard take a bigger and bigger role in this offense like we incrementally started to see in week two. The percentages went up, the snaps went up, the routes run went up, and we saw Gronkowski's volume dip down a little bit. Now, they were up big against Atlanta, so maybe we don't read too much into that. But I think the overall premise of that makes a lot of sense. Them starting to save Gronk for down the stretch, blowing up against two terrible defenses, past defenses. It's probably time to sell Gronk, if you can, at his absolute peak. We're also selling the shit out of Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, one, he's he got the work in week one, was okay with it, had like, I don't know, seven, nine, eight. Points, whatever. Did pretty good against Pittsburgh's defense. We're starting to find out that Pittsburgh's defense maybe is not as strong as we thought it would be. Then Zach Moss was active in week two, and Zach Moss took the goal line carries. Zach Moss scored two touchdowns. This team has nine 10 zone carries on the year, the Bills do. Seven of the nine have gone to Josh Allen or Zach Moss. That's just not Devin Singletary's role down there. He is the pass catching back, but through two games, that has amounted to 17 receiving yards. This team is also running four wide receiver sets at the second highest rate in the NFL only behind Arizona, and Kyler Murray and that squad over there. Uh, And Josh Allen has targeted wide receivers, the wide receiver position, 74% of his throws, also second highest rate in the entire NFL. What you're going to continue to get from Devin Singletary, if he's not getting a lot of work in the passing game, if he's not getting goal line carries, is a ton of six, seven, eight, nine fantasy point performances out of him. Right now, I would flip him for guys like Devonta Smith, Antonio Brown that give you weekly upside and that you can throw into your flex. So if you could actually sell those guys for guys like Brown and, and Smith coming off of buy low games, I like both of those guys as buys. I would do that immediately. And then there, I mean, there's the other obvious candidates. Like I know I started this video off with Saquon. You talk about like Kamara, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson. Of course, you try to buy those guys if you count on the low. But no, listen, I own a lot of those guys in a lot of leagues. I'm not like I I, I literally legitimately got offers for like Brett, you fucking peasant, selling trying to give me like J D. McKissick and uh, J D. McKissick and some other shit player for like Joe Mixon. Don't do shit like that, but there might be an opportunity for you to fucking, I don't know, move like a Damian Harris and a Tyler Boyd for Joe Mixon or Antonio Gibson. I would never do that. I would never personally do it, but it might work, right? You're looking at the usage for these players, looking at 20 carries for Joe Mixon again. These floor games are going to happen often because they're bad teams with bad offensive lines that don't throw the ball to the running back for whatever reason. But yeah, that's, that's my list of trade targets for this week. We're buying Saquon. We're buying the bash bros we're selling Devin singletary we're selling gronk we're always looking to maximize any of the running backs that are high touch high volume guys coming off of bad weeks but listen fantasy players aren't fucking idiots they know not to sell guys like that i think Javonta williams makes a lot of sense to buy right now every week that passes by is a stronger case to buy Javonta williams the closer we get to the end of the season the stronger the case is to buy Javonta Williams. The last five, six weeks of the season, their schedule is beautiful. As the season goes on, we're going to see more and more work for a guy like Javonta Williams. So I would continue to try to flip guys at the end of your roster, churn guys, double two 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 players at once for guys like Javonta Williams. I, think, I also think Miles Gaskin is an interesting buy low candidate as well. He's clearly the best running back in that backfield. Two is banged up. So you're probably getting him for a value. He's not scoring touchdowns. He is getting pass catching work. I think brighter days are ahead for a guy like Miles Gasson. We just got a trade offer from Yannick. It's in a dynasty league. So it's probably going to be awful. Let's see. I get Kenny Gainwell. He gets two of my second round picks next year. Uh, we're going to go with an absolutely fucking not. Because Kenny Gainwell is a second round pick at best. and uh, And me throwing an extra second on top of that is not a good value for me. So. No, Yannick, no, Yannick, Janstein. All right, Uh, that's the video for today, short and sweet. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're new. We will be going over all of my lineups tomorrow tomorrow on Thursdays. We set the lineups, all right? We set the tone, we set the vibe, we set the lineups. I'm going through every one of my leagues. and I'm setting my matchups, making my sit-start decisions on the spot in front of y'all. So again, make sure you uh, subscribe, make sure you got notifications on because that'll let you know when I go live. Hit thumbs up if you enjoy the video. Let me know down below uh, who you're looking to move off of, who you're looking to buy right now based on what and whom. All right, I'm out of here. Love y'all. Peace.